this week, and I'll show you mine. Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Welcome to another episode of I'll Show You Mine. It's the podcast where I, Elise, show my husband James. That's me. Movies that he's never seen, and he shows me video games that I've never played. But this time, we're doing things a little different due to the widespread protests across the U.S., protests of racial violence, police brutality, you know, the whole nine. We've been here before, yeah. folks. It's uh, an unfortunate thing in the U.S. and around the world, but especially here, we have a big problem. And people are getting involved and donating to worthy causes, GoFundMes, getting out in the streets. And uh, all of our favorite podcasts and producers, content creators have kind of been doing what they can to draw attention to the issues and to highlight black creators to honor black lives and to, you know, just try to bring equity where we can. Yeah. Represent more. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. We got a little little platform here. We can talk about some uh, some art created by black folks it's thought of as a niche thing like that you won't get it unless you're black or that it's only for black people and that's not true just like any other group uh the art that we all create is a reflection of our world and the more we consume of that art the better we'll understand this world that's what i believe anyway so we thought that we would pick a a piece of art from both of our realms, me a movie and James a game from black creators that we neither of us had seen so that we could introduce it to one another and experience it for the first time. Uh, Just kind of drawing from these lists that are going around all over the place, like from people you should be uh, keeping an eye out on and just good stuff that's out there. So my choice for the movie that we're going to watch is Sella and the Spades from 2019, directed by Tyresha Poe and starring Lovey Simone, Celeste O'Connor, and Jarrell Jerome. And this movie uh, premiered at Sundance in January 2019, and it just came out on Amazon, uh, like Prime Video, so you can watch it, uh, stream it online. Uh, I think that just came out in like April this year. It's a story about Stella, who is a senior at a private boarding school called Haldwell, and she's the queen bee of a faction of students called the Spades, and she needs to choose her successor uh, for the group before she graduates. And uh, there's some, you know, shady business going on in these cliques, these... Mm -hmm closed door uh private school walls okay (laughs) so uh i've i had seen the trailer for this a while back 
Um, maybe after, you know, I follow critics and stuff on Twitter, so it might have been when they saw it at Sundance and said, hey, this is looking good. When it comes out, you should see it. Um, and it just looks like a sharp teen drama with some cool visuals and, uh, you know, up-and-coming actors and this new... Uh, it's a debut from this director. Uh, she wrote it and based it on her experiences going to boarding school for high school mm. um, and how that was like kind of this insular world for her as a teen and how that's kind of a different <laughs> different than going to school and coming home every day and having contact with your parents uh having your own kind of space with your yeah. friends and that whole ecosystem and what that's like. <laughs> Sounds kind of surreal. Yeah. The the trailer was definitely a little like eerie, but it it seems like it's rooted in reality, but there is this, you know, Sella is very uh controlling and has to, you know, be in charge and have the power over this group and when things don't go her way, it gets a little, you know, things get a little crazy okay cool and do you know what game you're gonna show me yeah i picked out um this game called treachery in beatdown city <laughs> uh which is a brawler do you know do you what do you have an idea of what a brawler is i mean it sounds like a fighting game where you fight yeah it's where a fighting game is typically um competitive a brawlers like your arcade cooperative beat em up kind of thing oh like a metal slug kind of kind of yeah metal slug or but with fighting like uh, like the ninja turtles arcade game oh, uh-huh. or the simpsons okay. or you know uh streets of rage that all sort right, of thing all right uh except it's a brawler with R- rpg tactics rpg and tactic elements actually so uh instead of all just like fighting game controls it seems like there's some uh turn-based kind of mechanic to it okay all right uh it's about the president blake orama (laughs) (laughs) who is kidnapped by the ninja dragon terrorists so this was created by new challenger that's nu challenger uh who is actually sean alexander allen and uh, he's uh, a game developer who's been in the industry for like over a decade now and, uh, you know, has had a hand in a bunch of games, mobile and on console and stuff. Uh, and he's done a few indie things, but this is kind of his the biggest indie thing he's undertaken. Came from a successful Kickstarter and uh, so it's made it onto PC and the Switch. And I thought this was interesting. There's actually a, a song that was released alongside it mm. that uh, features Open Mike Eagle. Oh, cool. And uh, Too Mellow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Love those guys. And someone else called Inverse Phase, who I don't know. I haven't heard of them either, but yeah. It's a song called Beat Down City and then Paren. We gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> In parentheses. Well, that's sure to be a banger. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, cool. That sounds very. I mean, that title. I what? also want to mention this other game that is only an hour long that we might have time for. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's called Before I Forget, and it's one of those narrative walkabouts like Gone Home. Mm-hmm. 
and it's about a woman named Sunita who is living with dementia. Uh, created by Threefold Games, which is Chella Ramanan and Claire Morley. And uh, yeah, that's on PC, so if we can make time for it, that's like it's an honorable mention. All right, that one sounds sad, but we'll see if we get to it. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to, this is going to be kind of a, a double episode. We're going to be watching the movie and playing the game and then talking about both of them. So let's do it. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. story isn't about the factions. It's about her, Sela Summers, and what she must do in order to ensure her legacy. Welcome back. We just watched Sella and the Spades and played Treachery in Beat Down City. And wow, what a journey <laughs> on both things. We're gonna get into the movie first and then we'll probably take a little break and come back and talk about the game. So uh Sella and the Spades, as I mentioned, is uh, I'm just going to do a quick synopsis since we're doing a double duty here. Mm -hmm. uh, rather than go through kind of the whole movie, we're just going to do a quick little summary. So, Sella Summers is the leader of the Spades, a faction at Haldwell School. The other factions are the Sea, the Skins, the Bobbies, and the Prefects. Yeah, and they're all responsible for... The, ver <laughs> the various vices and things <laughs> yeah. that students are Yeah, the C into. helps uh, students cheat for money. The skins run gambling on the different sports. The bobbies throw the parties that are not allowed. The prefects uh, keep the school administration unaware of all the, the stuff that they're doing under the radar. And the spades provide drugs and alcohol. The factions are realistic about the need for the student body to engage in their vices and are pragmatic in facilitating them. The first rule that they live by is that of not being a rat. And the only consequences they're concerned with are the ones that they impose themselves. So Sela is in charge of this whole operation and she needs to pass on uh, her leadership to someone because she's a senior and she's graduating. She has a right-hand man named Maxie, but he's also a senior, so she needs somebody. And this new girl arrives, Paloma, and Sela takes her under her wing to kind of train her up to be her protege and ultimate replacement. And Paloma is interested in Sela and appreciates the attention that she gives her, but then uh, things start to get a little weird when... 
Sela's grip on the group is slipping a little bit and she doesn't have all the control that she wants and she's trying to teach Paloma how to reign with an iron fist over the factions and it's all just getting a little weird. These are the things you're going to have to handle, Paloma. The hard things, the things no one wants to decide. I won't spoil the you know, third act, the climax, but suffice to say, things get a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things are weird, and the and the movie is very weird. Yeah. In, in the premise and the the, the cinematog cinematog weird weird in a good way. The like cinematography. The, the cinematography and the <laughs> uh, the story. Well, the uh, director of photography, whose name was Jomo Frey, said that the visual style was inspired by Rihanna's album Anti, which uh, had, is the one that had Love on the Brain and, uh, shoot, I was just watching the, the video. But it's... The, the cover of that album is the one with the kid with the crown, and it's like black or red, big red and white swipes. You, you can't conjure a Rihanna album to your mind. What am I even asking you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, anti? Come on. I've never heard of anti. Well, I feel like even just the cover of it, you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Mm, mm. So the cover of Anti has this, uh, I guess that's supposed to be Rihanna or a small child with a, a crown around their eyes and holding a balloon and like a red and white color scheme. And it's very, it's like double exposed and kind of ghostly looking. Yeah, yeah. And that definitely, that style is in the movie. It's, there's a lot of sequences in the movie that aren't that feel like out of time and space there's like sections where there's dialogue and stuff is happening and there's action happening between the characters and then there's other sections where they're just kind of like these more artistic shots that are like edited together in a sequence that is more about a mood than like telling a particular part of the story there's no yeah, there's no dialogue in those moments. Or if there is, it's like the sequence where Sela is talking to the camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like a cheer montage where they're doing their kind of like dance squad, cheer squad moves. They make the new kids take our photos because they don't take us seriously. That's a mistake the whole world makes. They never take the girl seriously. Stuff like that was really interesting and just like really draws your attention because it's so... It's very unorthodox film Yeah, it's kind of off-kilter and stuck in between all these other scenes, and it's just, like, adds to this dreaminess of the whole setting. It just kind of feels like it doesn't exist anywhere, this mm-hmm. place. <laughs> it helps you buy into the, 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 the premise that these kids are so organized that they've developed this, this society of crime yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the operates underneath the the staff's noses yeah and the way they talk to each other is very adult and <laughs> they have like their board meetings uh-huh. out in the field the situation order order secretary calls us to order we 
all agreed at the end of winter term that the topic of Tila should be put to rest. Correct? We all signed the memo. I mean, do we need a reminder? Bobby does. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was a really cool, it was very avant-garde, I guess. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, speaking of the, like, crime ring feel of it, that was, like, the one thing that I wished we'd seen more of, and I guess I saw some, uh, like, critiques in the reviews of this because it's kind of got mixed reviews. There's people who really liked it and really think this is a really promising debut from this director, and other people who I think watched it just like, oh, this is a movie that happens to be available on my Amazon Prime, and they don't really know that this is this person's first movie or anything like that. And it's just kind of like, it was boring, like yeah. nothing really happened. And it's just like, well, it's like the vibe yeah. is kind of like a whole thing. But I do wish we got to see a little more of that. And I did see like people saying, this feels like it should have been a series or like mm-hmm. uh, a season of a show or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Which it, I could there's see. There's meat on those bones. Yeah, I think you could definitely explore the world of that school and the factions and stuff like the seeds are there that's what i think it's It's like it's strong in that sense that it makes you want to know more about like okay well tell us more about what goes on with the skins and with the butt like we get a little bit of their interactions but there's this sense that the factions make up you know there's kids in the school who aren't part of these leadership groups who are just like i'm a bobby you know or i'm you know and so like this like harry potter-esque kind of of, (laughs) vibe where they are in these different houses you know and they kind of fight with each other and have their little loyalties to their leaders and stuff Stella, lulu the skins are with y'all no matter what the bobbies are bullshit and everyone knows it yeah, yeah, it's definitely ripe for an entire series. <laughs> They've got all the interesting characters that they could work with and all the different uh, situations and drama that could happen between them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wanted to see a little bit more of Sela being the boss because there's moments where you get to see them doing their business and how she's, you know explaining this is how we do things and this is the process and everything but it was just kind of like little tastes of that and that was something that I was like I wanted to see a little more of Mm -hmm. see her kind of be the because early on she's having an argument with the the leader of the Bobby's Bobby of course honestly it's no surprise you can't find anyone to pass your reign off to Sella the Bobby's will happily take over your racket after this bootleg faction folds (laughs) okay Bobby, it's just so funny to me that you really believe after all these years you could do what I do for even a second of your life. Priceless, honestly, isn't it? But then we don't really see that much of what she does. So I thought that it was going to be like, oh, man, what does? Oh, what does she get into? You get a little bit of it. But I was just like, I was hungry for more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But the acting I thought was really good. Yeah. Yeah, Lovey Simone as... uh, Sella was really good, and uh, Celeste O'Connor as Paloma was good, too. Gerald Jerome is, uh, you know, he's been in a couple big things, uh, When They See Us, and he was also in Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, he's one of these up-and-comers who's gotten a little bit more screen credits than the rest of them. Uh, but, you know, they're all holding their own. Yeah, and 
uh, you know, they're doing scenes like the ones you're talking about where there's long takes with no dialogue and it's all just acting. Yeah. There's... (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Just, you know, I was just going to say it's all about reading their faces. Yeah. The the thing, the moment that really... uh, the, like, physical acting thing is every time Sella, like, tosses her braids behind her head and it just kind of, like, settles, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, shakes her head and just is, like, looks so regal. And yeah. That's <laughs> an awesome braid. It's, like, down, down to her. Yeah. That was one of my notes that back her there. braids are, like, a symbol of power. Yeah. And she's just, like, they're these long braids that she's, like... There's times where, you know, she's tying it up on top of her head or taking it down, and it's like this. You can tell they're, like, heavy, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes, you know, work to maintain them and stuff, yeah. so. And it's it's symbolic, too. She's got control over every one of her hairs, and uh-huh. as opposed to Paloma, who has this giant afro. Yeah. It's just, like, free. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want. And that's kind of representative of their characters. Yeah. You know you don't have to be perfect? Not all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing about the two of them that I liked, uh, it was just like a little quick scene, but they have a a talk about sex and relationships, and Stella is asexual. Like, the the director basically said that she, like, they were talking about that element of it, and she said, I don't think that, you know, she would have had the words for it, but I think of her as asexual, and I think Paloma is probably would just, you know, be able to love anybody, so more, like, pansexual for her. And the way that they talk about it in that scene is Sela's asking if, you know, if Paloma has had sex. Have you ever, like, done that stuff? Uh, yeah, a few times, I don't know. Nothing serious, not, like, sex or anything. How come? I don't know. I guess I just haven't found the right person or whatever. That's the thing, like, I don't think I'm waiting for some right person. I just don't think I'm interested in the thing itself. It was just like a a nice little... Yeah, it doesn't really play into the plot at all. It's just a nice character trait. That we don't see mm-hmm. enough. But yeah, it's uh, it's just a, a, a moody little uh, interesting movie that, you know, the people who complained on the reviews that it's boring and then nothing really happens, it's like, yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't really cover a lot of, you know, when you look at it, not much has happened. It covers the space of like less than one semester at the school year and like a handful of things that happen over the course of that time. Um, but it's just this examination of Sela, this girl who's in this position of this unique power and how yeah. she's... Well, I thought it was a little bit about how of power itself and yeah. what it does to people. Yeah, definitely. The, I mean, and also just, I don't know, being young is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that an interesting perspective on its own. Just any, you know, every new generation has this, you know, a story to tell about what it was like growing up. And those are always fun, fun for me to watch, at least. Mm-hmm. I want my life to be like an 80s movie. 
Preferably one with a really awesome musical number. For no apparent reason. But no. No, John Hughes did not direct my life, so... Instead of all that, I get to save 15 cents on a bottle of Juniper Breeze antibacterial gel. I wonder if... In this, in this generation, there's just... You can get anything you want at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's available. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, those, yeah, all right. The, I was reading those bad reviews. That made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was complaining about, oh, nothing happens. It's boring. God damn it. Did you, did, can you not appreciate the beauty of this film, the way it's cut and the way it's acted and the way it's shot? Film is a visual medium, <laughs> you animals. <sighs> I thought it was really cool. And it was good to see a majority POC cast, two black girl leads in really three-dimensional roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was well-financed. And that's possible because the, the demand for it mm-hmm. nowadays. Like, it's important and... Stuff like this gets to happen. And there's a room for people, you know, like with all these new streaming services and stuff, there's, you know, every audience is out there Mm -hmm. and now you can reach them. It's not just about who's going to come to a theater anymore. It's like you can bring TV and movies and whatever straight to people's homes. So there should be less of a barrier. (laughs) But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really thought that... Uh, Levy Simone did a really good job as Sella, and that Sella's a really interesting character. And like you said, really three-dimensional. It's this this kind of archetype that we've seen before, but I think she gives it a lot of nuance that have only kind of shown up in a handful of these, like, teen dramas, mm-hmm. teen uh, coming-of-age kind of movies. And uh, I really like that. I appreciate when there's the... It's, uh, you know, she's kind of the mean girl, and mm. she's wrong sometimes, and she's, you know, angry and a little possessive and a little crazy sometimes, but there's, like, it's just a it's just yeah. a girl under all of it, you know? We do see a little of her backstory with her mom, yeah. played by Gina Torres. Oh, yeah. Good to see you, Gina Torres. Always good to see you, Gina Torres. <laughs> and you can tell she gets a lot of her, you know, like inability to be vulnerable from her mom. From the relationship with her very mom, strict. yeah. Redwood will be good for you. It'll put you in your place. It will keep you safe from yourself. Well, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, it's on, as we said, Prime Video, and you can, if you have Prime, you can watch it for free or rent it. Go ahead and give some money to this movie uh, and give it a good review because all these weirdos on, uh, yeah. you know, the internet don't know what they're talking about. The IMDb rating of Pause PI is seven point four out of ten, <laughs> and the IMD rating of Sella and the Spades. It was like six something. No, it was four. Oh, what? It was four point something. It was under five. Whoa. Pause P.I. is a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie with John Lovitz playing a talking dog. Uh-huh. What? 
Never seen a skateboarding dog before? And it's got better reviews on IMDb. Great. Go love a talking dog. <laughs> go leave a review on yeah, IMDb. Go make please. sure that they have that Sella and the Spades beats out Paws PI. Sorry, John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah, it's not your fault, John Lovitz, <laughs> I'm sure. So that was Sella and the Spades. Go check it out. And you know, let us know what you thought of it. Tweet at us. So we're gonna take a little break. Dun, 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 dun. Go to the snack bar, and then we'll be back to talk about treachery in Beatdown City. I've determined that's all in your dreams, or in infinity, or maybe in insanity, or in your dreams. Yeah, you belong in your dreams. That's where to be, cause it's beautiful in your dreams. I love your dreams. All right, we're back from my side of the episode. Uh, we've played Treachery in Beatdown City. Uh, and like I said, it's a beat 'em up with some unique turn-based elements to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, President Blake Arama is kidnapped by Ninja Dragon terrorists. We see it all on TV. And uh, we start playing as Lisa... Was it Lisa Santiago? Uh-huh. Lisa Santiago, who was uh, called to action by her father, the police chief, uh, to come help with the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also later meet uh, Brad, who is a uh, pro wrestler, and Bruce, who's a Jeet Kune Do capoeira fighter. Who's also a stocks trader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with uh, Lisa, immediately there's racism. <laughs> we yeah. start with a cutscene of her at the gym and she's just you know people are assuming she works there and she's not getting any attention from the staff and she's just getting hassled by everybody she's trying to tell people you're in my way i'm trying to do my stuff at the gym can you you know move from the machine and it's just getting you know racist talk back from everybody and she's like all right I'm going to beat your ass. (laughs) Yeah, and that's essentially the the main loop of the game is you encounter some sort of horrible person and then you beat their ass. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. um, (laughs) And all the the cutscenes are played out and uh, it's all very retro styled game, pixel Mm -hmm. art. Uh, So we get, you know, portraits of the characters speaking and uh, we just read through dialogue and the the pixel art of these of the main characters and the people are all somewhat grotesque yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> your enemies that is not your heroes they all look great yes uh but yeah the <laughs> the people of beat down city are made to look like they need to be beat <laughs> god damn it i don't know what it is about your face but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Is there anything I can do to work on that? No, so you not wouldn't... really. It's your face. The faces they make. Yeah. Real. They, they just look real uh, shrill and stupid Yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's really a, a parody of everything vile <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. in uh, urban life. And so, yeah, the, all these fights play out in this interesting hybrid game where you move around in real time 
in a side-scrolling fashion, and then you approach an enemy, and then you press a button to engage a menu, which lets you pick uh, uh, parts of a combo that you want to unleash. Mm-hmm. It uh, chains together the combo and uh, starts over again. And there's also quick strikes you can do outside of melee, and it's all about you use uh, action points to uh, do your strikes and your your combo moves, and uh, they cost FP. So there's Which two these like two your mana. Uh-huh. yeah. So there's two resources that you have to manage FP, which is restored when you do good stuff, and and also just over time. Yes, Ac- action points are restored over time. They both are. They both are. Mm-hmm. As you walk around, it's slower. Like if you, that's the. Um, that's the interesting thing about the game that I saw uh, another review point out that it's the way that the combat mechanics work. It's encouraging you to chain your to chain your strikes to keep mm-hmm. getting back into the fight uh, because you can wait for your points and stuff to recharge your fighting points and everything, but you get points for completing strikes. So what you end up kind of doing is getting in these little strikes to raise your fight points up, backing off a little bit to let your action points, like your stamina, get back up, Mm -hmm. and then you come back in close and do the big combo with your newly raised up fight point. So you kind of have this pool of points that you're kind of taking from and adding to as you're kind of in the cycle of the fight. Like you... You get a, a you know a good second wind or something, and you come in and do a combo, and then you get get beaten down a little bit, so you got to back off, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, very kinetic that way. Yeah, and uh, it took me a long time to understand that rhythm. <laughs> I think reading that review helped me realize that's what it was trying to get you to do because when we first started I was not really sure I was just trying to get the hang of the controls and how the mechanics worked and I was really just like going okay I guess I'll use this one thing I'll go in I'll do one punch thinking it was kind of like a I'm seeing it as like a final fantasy where I get like this is my one attack and I want it to be one big attack but what you're actually kind of supposed to do is do a little like pop, 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 come in and then back off and then a little pop, pop, mm-hmm. pop, pop more and really be chaining those combos together and just kind of yeah riding the rhythm of it. I think having a experience with brawlers and fighters would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> I, avo- I avoid those games <laughs> usually, so I, yeah. I don't know the standard strategy. <laughs> Once I have a dedicated space, that's going to be all I'm going to need in order to be proficient at this game. I mean, you should still practice a little bit. I mean, yeah, me either. So, I mean, it was a little bit of a, a, a learning curve at the beginning, but it's not too And you tough. read too fast, so I didn't get to read any of the tutorials. That's true. I do read real fast. <laughs> Sorry. But I also, you know, sometimes I don't even read it. Sometimes I'm just like absorbing it into my brain. And then when you go, what did that say? I'm like, I don't really know. It was about <laughs> the fighting, you know, you push buttons, you get it. No. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> but yeah, it was a little tough at first. Um, we were getting, you know, first it's just little single fights, and then you get two on one, and the first two on one fight just got destroyed. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> got surrounded and just yeah. 
<laughs> picked apart. <laughs> beat down into the sidewalk on Beat Down City. But yeah, it, uh, once we got the hang of it, you get more into the rhythm of it, and I yeah. could definitely see myself just like, let me just go and play for. It's it's a great game to go and just like play for an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Go sit down, run a couple fights, let off some steam, laugh at the the goofy, <laughs> yeah, terrible people, and yeah. The riding between the fights definitely strung me along. Yeah, <laughs> while I was learning. Yeah, those are. The, I mean, the the dialogue is funny. There's little moments. Uh, the music is good. Mm-hmm. The art is this like you know, it's a total throwback. It's an NES like eight bit. Yeah, I love look. that style. I love just like oh man, I feel like you know this is just like all those old classic fighting kind of games. It mm-hmm. reminded me of the you know the look of. Looks like Double Dragon, River City Ransom. Yeah, but. Little Mac. I was thinking of Little oh, Mac. Oh, uh, Punch-Out? Yeah, because there's, like, you have the characters who are boxers, and so the way that they move reminded me of oh, them, sure. like, kind of... <laughs> <laughs> like, they got their dukes up. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot to it, too, um, strategy-wise, because all the enemies have different classes, and mm-hmm. they have different behaviors that are kind of based on how much HP they have left... Uh, there's there's striking and there's grappling, two different fighting styles. Like Lisa is a boxer type, MMA type, and uh, Brad is all about grappling. Mm-hmm. He's and, like the big wrestler. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is all about striking. Yeah, so he's got his big uh, quick punches and kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, the, uh, on top of getting a hang of the rhythm, there was all the thinking you had to do about okay uh what character do i need to use for this dude this is a grapple dude so i gotta use strikes or whatever yeah that was something that came into play a little later once we realized because you can see the opponent you're coming up against like on the the map map, yeah. yeah they're a little icon and you start to be able to tell them apart so as you're approaching different characters you're like okay this guy uses grapples, so I want to switch to this character. But there's also specific uh, healing and save points along the map. And you also get little, like, health uh, objects, like food and stuff that mm, you can eat. Items, items. So you have to, like, keep track of that because you have, you know, there's no other way, basically, to increase your health besides the food and going to the little carts that are, like, little yeah. halal carts. <laughs> all along the street so you if you can see that you know you have three more guys before you get to that cart it's like doing a little ma- uh, mental math of like mm-hmm. all right what character do i need to use and do i need to heal this guy up and they all keep their separate health right so if you use one character and then their health gets down you got to kind of mm-hmm. switch them around and you just kind of stay on your toes and beat down city yeah all i'm saying is that i'm ready for any situation and that's why you're all safe as long as i'm around <laughs> And it seems like there's a lot of content because we barely, we didn't even get to the ninjas. Yeah, we, we didn't were just even, fighting like, We civilians. were still trying to get to City Hall, man. <laughs> the yeah. police chief was like, I need you down here. Hurry up. And we're like, we're trying to get there. Yeah, we didn't even get to our, our call, call to action, really. Trying to swarm through all these disgusting people in the city. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, there was definitely, I mean, for the current time, there's stuff in there about the police attacking protesters and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, little, racism <laughs> and all this stuff, all these little jokes and things. Does that, not pull any punches. That, yeah, it's just like going straight up, turning all these people into terrible villains. And it's really satisfying in that way. <laughs> A little weird that Lisa is the daughter of the police chief. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Maybe we should there's... mention that she is Latinx and uh, Brad is, I believe, just a white guy, right? Yeah, I think Brad's just a white guy. <laughs> and Bruce is... Uh, Jamaican. Um, yeah, he's got the... He wears his Jamaican, <laughs> like... His uh, Olympics, like, track and field. Yeah, like his <laughs> big shorts and tank top. Um, and they all kind of... Each of them deals with the different ways that people are shitty to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's related to each of those things. Yeah. My one critique of the game, I think, is that I believe that I actually think the retro aesthetic is a little bit too limiting for the concept at Mm. hand here. I mean, I understand why they did it. It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. It's a Kickstarter game, indie studio. It's a lot easier and cheaper to make a game with these limitations. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately I want to see this concept in a much higher budget higher definition kind of environment. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, it would be. I think, uh, yeah, I like the aesthetic, but I I think you're right that this could easily be, I don't know, different, a different kind of art style, a more realistic art style or something with even more craziness to the mechanics. Like, yeah, yeah, they could definitely do more with it. I want to see all the interesting decisions and interactions that can come about from this unique kind of real-time turn-based hybrid yeah like especially in the maneuvering real-time phase i want a lot more to do there yeah um like i want to see more telegraphed attacks from the enemies i want to see more defensive capabilities and movement abilities ways to close the gap between characters it's a really cool. cool system yeah uh that i haven't really seen anything like it before uh and it combines all these elements from different types of games that's really cool, um, but it is, it's, you know, it's this indie, uh, kind of this retro style that's trying to take it really simple and a little silly and stuff, but... It's I an mean, homage, yeah, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but the meat is there with that system, like, the, the mechanics are cool, and, I, yeah, I definitely would be curious to see, you know, if they had more money. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you do with something like that? Because it's. You hear us, cool. Sean? <laughs> How much money more. do you need, Sean? <laughs> yeah, so um, it's really cool. It's uh, 1999 on Nintendo Switch, Steam, and itch.io. I would encourage you to buy it on itch.io because more of the money goes to, de- to the developer. And you get a Steam key anyway. You get a DRM-free copy of it for yourself to download. And, you, and the Steam key on top of that. So it's really uh, uh, 
better deal than Steam, for cool. sure. It's free real estate. Although it would be a really good game to have on the Switch. Yeah, I I can see that being a lot of fun on the Switch, yeah. being able to take it places with you. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Any, any uh, further thoughts? Oh, and uh, uh, Mike Eagle has a oh, cameo right. in it. He's the, like, <laughs> the news anchor guy that was on the video. I was like, I saw his hair, and I was like, that's Mike Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> and we listened to the song. What did you think? Yeah, it was good. I like it. I want to <laughs> listen to the remixes because I saw that there was different remixes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I liked it. I like it in the, the 8-bit style, you know. It's, it's just such an homage, and it's such a, you know just reminds you of all those arcade games. The sound of it just yeah. feels like I'm back in the pizza parlor. It was a catchy tune, too. Yeah. Well, well, I think we're just in on these things. Yeah. We're not doing the same kind of ratings that we did before. We're hype. We're hype for black lives, black <laughs> creators. Always hype. Always supportive. Um, but yeah, you guys should check out these this movie and this game. And um, we're going to include some links and stuff I'm sure in the episode notes for different places where you can find more collections of games and movies that are by black creators or that are, you know, about uh, black life in the diaspora or whatever, you know, just, I think it's, uh, you know, this is just one There's there's so much content out there from so many different creators, and it's just amazing that we live in a time where we have so much access to all of it. Yeah. Like, it, it's all out there, and there's more and more streaming services and places where people are making it easy to see this stuff that we might not have seen before, like the Criterion Channel with all their like historical um, black film and more modern stuff too. It's great to kind of go back and see that this isn't new, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We've all, uh, people of all races have been telling stories and, you know, making up games and doing, you know, making art of all types to, you know, just tell to get their stories out there and share share something with people yeah. and we all have that in common so uh and we yeah. need to we need to make an active effort to be anti-racist and yes. s- seek these things out there's more there's more room for improvement just uh <laughs> yeah if you, <laughs> to put it lightly <laughs> uh so um yeah don't don't just Assume that you're not racist and do do nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't just do nothing. Examine your shit. Yeah. Look at the, you know, pay attention to the, the Instagram stories that people are posting that say, look at this thing. Are you racist? Do you have racist family members? Talk to your racist family members. Let's all do our part, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2020. Yeah. New world. It's more than just individual prejudices. It's 
policies. It's everything. It's everything, man. We live in a racist world, and it's, it's up not to all of us. I mean, it's just the it's the way it's the world with it's the way the world came to be. It's the way the world came to be, but it is up to all of us to take stock every now and then and say, "Hey, am I doing everything I could? Am I the person that I want to be? Am I supporting my fellow man uh, in the ways that I, you know, the standards that I say that I hold myself to?" And if you're not, hit me and hey. We all fall short sometimes. <laughs> Not everybody's going to be perfect all the time. But when those moments come, I think it's just important for us all to take an honest look and say, I can do better and make that effort to really try. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're doing here. And we're hoping to spread that spirit with all of you. Go yeah. out there in your own communities and make sure you're doing the best you can. And if you're not, go and, uh, you know, there's resources out there. You can find places in your area where you can help, where you can donate your time or your money or, you know, your art or whatever. Everyone has their little thing that they can do. Yep. Read some good books. Yeah, there's so much. There's books, there's, books, there's movies, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much out there. Look at this. Look at this. The uh, This will be too late to participate in this by the time this is out but the bundle for racial justice and equality on itch.io mm-hmm. has raised seven point million dollars seven point eight million dollars <laughs> <laughs> i got ahead of myself and that's just from people that's that's the minimum donation on that is five bucks it's like five bucks yeah. so like five bucks at a time everybody yeah. saying hey yeah i'll pitch in yeah i want some games for racial justice it's a great deal, that's for sure. Yeah, that one is like an enormous bundle. Yeah, I've, just goes to show, like all these developers gave, donated their work for yeah. this. It's really cool. A lot of goodwill out there. Yeah. So, you know, take care of yourselves out there, listeners. Take care of each other. Celebrate and honor black lives. Protect them. Do what you can in your communities. To help spread awareness, you know, promote equality, all that good stuff. Indeed. Indeed. Well said. And don't forget, we love you. Yeah. Yeah. They call me when ninja people attack the street My president's black and y'all gon' give him back to me I spend half the week training and doing tournaments I spar with gangbangers with janky shuriken It's too late now, you out of chances, bro Your hands is low, gotta hail an ambulance to go Direct hit over glance and blow A scrape knee paid me, not the ransom note I'm super woke so my eyes open Don't provoke when I'm side-scrolling Street sweeper, peacekeeper, two cellulars, three beepers. You dignified with a simple mind and that cash got you all hypnotized. Laptop and no end designs so that they don't watch what they gentrify, yeah. Be there.